Welcome to the Avenue Community Church's podcast. We are a family of Christ followers seeking shalom in Memphis. We pray that you are encouraged by today's message. And as you listen, may the word of God shape you to be more like him. What's up, Avenue family? It is Thea here, and I am with the great. Okay, I'll take okay, (laughs) average. I'm here with the average Josh Warren. Um, He is one of our teachers for the Wednesday Institute, and he is here to run down the Holy Spirit. Yep, that's right. That's me, the expert, the Holy Spirit. (laughs) No, so um, as you guys know, we've been going through the basics of theology in our Wednesday Institute, and we've done a really great job of recording all of the podcast episodes uh, live up until Josh's (laughs) turn. no, but I'm kidding. It's it's really fun. I think it's going to be a really good conversation between Josh and I. Really, Josh is going to do all of the talking. I'm going to listen, and then I'll interject and laugh just a little bit. There we go. Uh, but it should be fun. Josh, I'll let you take it away, and then I'll just kind of come back in whenever uh, you give me space. Oh. Sound good? good? Yep. I'll nudge you away. Okay. Your turn to talk. <laughs> um, so what we did is we talked Wednesday about the, uh, like we said, the, ho- the Holy Spirit. And when I... What I tried to do is I tried to take a more academic approach mm-hmm. because, you know, at the Av, we're, we, lo- we love the Holy Spirit at the Av. Yes, we and do. And so um, we're unashamed of that. Yep. And so uh, for the Institute, I tried to actually kind of do the opposite mm. and go, go a little more academic, just understanding that we're going to let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit does yeah. uh, amongst us. And then, but also getting a good understanding of, you know, what the Holy Spirit does uh, in the Bible, how the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit, and then how we should understand the Holy Spirit on a higher level, I guess. So, um, you know, we started with the Trinity and how, you know, Jesus has baptized the Holy Spirit's there uh, as a dove. Uh, The Father speaks from heaven. And so we don't want to think that... um, that God is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But we want to, we, we do believe that the Holy Spirit is God, which mm. is one of the fun, confusing mm-hmm. things about theology. Right. It's so fun, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, so we believe that, you know, Jesus is being baptized by John. The Spirit's there like a dove. So we see like a physical symbol of the Spirit, but the Father's speaking. But the dove isn't speaking, mm-hmm. and the Father's not being baptized. So they're not, um, so they're not all exactly the same right but they're all god yeah and so and so what do we do uh with the holy spirit and the way that we usually recognize what the different members of the trinity or who the different members of the trinity are is based on what they do Mm. and so so it's easier to think for me about um what makes i guess jesus different than the holy spirit or different than the father uh because we know they're all knowing, yep. you know, they're all powerful. Um, and so they have that sovereignty. We believe all of them do, but we don't believe that the father died for our sins mm-hmm. where the Holy spirit was born. Mm. And so, um, so we believe Jesus died for our sins and the Holy spirit, uh, indwells all the believers, uh, in a, in a different way. And so we look at what they do and that kind of shows us how they're different, but we believe that they're all, made of the same substance and they're all this but they are all the same god so yeah. we're still not worshiping three gods but um but we can see the the members of the trinity right uh 
working together. Yeah. Why would you say for you, at least in approaching this conversation, that it was important to start with the Trinity versus just going headfirst into the Holy Spirit? I think a lot of times we we kind of like pick a we pick a lo- theological lane and then we just stick in that, right? And mm-hmm. so we're like, um, I need help, so I'm going to cry out to the Father. Mm-hmm. And so I pray there and I kind of stay there. Or um, I feel really bad about my sins, so I'm going to hold on to Jesus and stay there. Which is, and all of that's fine. I'm not saying that that's yeah, bad. Yeah. But or we're like, I'm going to worship, and so then this is going to be where yep. the Spirit works. Yep. Right. And so we kind of, for me, I don't want to say it's for everybody, <laughs> but you know, I I get in a a lane and just kind of stay there. Yep. And I forget that they're all working together. They're all doing the same stuff, and they're all trying to glorify one another. Right. And we're given. That all of them, yes, right, were given God, and so understanding how they all work together, I think, gives us a like a fuller picture of our Christian experience. That's so good. I, I just even in you talking about that, like, <clears throat> I'm obviously I'm not the most theologically sound person. Hey, that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I definitely do in some regards compartmentalize. Yeah you know, the Trinity, right? Mm-hmm. So I just can separate them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, like just like you explained, uh, the Holy Spirit is doing this as I worship. And, you know, Jesus is... Jesus, I guess yeah. Jesus is hanging yeah, out yeah. and, like, <laughs> you know, bouncing a little and bit, then, maybe. It, you <laughs> so, know, yeah. and God our Father, you uh-huh. know, we, we print. So, yeah, that that's so good because I don't, yeah, don't think of, of it often mm-hmm. being all working together, right. doing the same things, right. I guess, actually. And it's not wrong, but it's just, it gives us a fuller picture. Yeah. Right? And a lot of times if we... We can sometimes get in those lanes, and we stay in those lanes probably longer than yes, we should. Yes, yes, yeah. that's good. Yeah. So um, the Holy Spirit is also one of the more uh, controversial subjects. Spooky. Uh, sp- <laughs> oh, it is the season. <laughs> it is the season. We're recording this on Halloween. Yeah, so. Halloween. Uh, happy All, all Souls <laughs> Eve. Um, but uh, the, the Holy Spirit has like the understanding of the Holy Spirit is throughout church history has caused some rifts in church history. Mm. So like in, uh, in the dark ages or middle ages, whatever you want to call it, like 1054, there was the split in the church from the East, which is like the Orthodox church, uh, like Greek Orthodox, Roman, Roman Orthodox, or, uh, Russian Orthodox and those, mm-hmm. uh, from the West, which is like the Catholic church, the Roman Catholic church. And so they split, and one of the reasons they split was over their understanding of the Holy Spirit. Wow. And so the East said that the, uh, the West had added some stuff, that the Holy Spirit came from the Father and the Son. And they're, and they're like, no, it should come from the Father through the Son, and so you're making the Holy Spirit less than. Oh, man. So, oh, yeah. So it gets... It got in there, and these I, that was more probably of an excuse uh-huh. for them to split. It's not like they were getting along. Uh. This one <laughs> they had a lot of other issues. And by the way, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of the last shot. Like, oh yeah, you know, you're heretics. Uh-huh. You're heretics. And then uh-huh. It's easier to split if you call somebody a heretic, right? Um, and so, rather than like, I wish you learned my language, uh, that's probably a bigger <laughs> deal for some of them. But um, but the Holy Spirit is like the understanding of the Holy Spirit has been this uh, ongoing thing throughout the church and I think even today uh, is like Francis Chan wrote a book called Forgotten God yep where 
the idea like the Holy Spirit is kind of neglected. And then depending on the Christian circles that you grew up in. Uh, <laughs> exactly, because I'm Some like, he wouldn't have forgotten at all. Oh, my gosh, all. the Holy Spirit was everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he was all up and through the walls <laughs> of the church. Exactly, exactly. So some people are like, forgot how? I don't even know how you would forget. So, yes, that's certainly depending on the people's experience. Right. But um, but the word uh, Holy Spirit or the idea, the, the word spirit in, in Hebrew and Greek are kind of the same. So they mean spirit, which is fine uh so it's rhema in hebrew i don't know hebrew i'm just saying that so i'll say it with confidence and then we can keep moving on maybe right. People will just, right uh and then in greek um it's pneuma like where we get pneumonia and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um but so it means spirit but it also means um breath so like pneumonia you can't get your breath uh but it also means wind mm. and so when jesus is saying um the spirit is like the wind no one knows he's yeah. saying the spirit the spirit is like the spirit or the pneuma is like the pneuma. Um, and when God breathes into Adam, like in Genesis chapter two, the breath of life, it could be the spirit of life. Mm, it's the same word. Okay. So when you see those words in the Bible, you can, a lot of times the writers are trying to use both. Yep, and in English, to you have it. to pick. Right. You know? So it's, it's kind of not fair, but they get to, they can, they can use that trick if they, if they want to. Um, and so, I think they do that on purpose. Yeah. But uh, it's a it's an interesting thing when we read through the Bible mm-hmm. on some of that stuff. I'm just wondering, mm-hmm. because we talk about growing up in whatever circles or pocket yeah. of Christianity uh-huh. that you grew up in, yeah. the Holy Spirit's not lost on some where it's lost on others. Mm-hmm. So uh, growing up for me, the yep. Holy Spirit was the Holy Ghost. Okay. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. oh, yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm wondering... One, if you have any working knowledge of where the Holy Ghost came from. And if so, like why it was used in some spaces where it wasn't used in others. Uh So Holy Ghost, I think, comes from like King James. Yes. And so I think old King James, (laughs) like they just translated Holy Ghost. Okay. And I don't know if they had maybe different words for spirits. Okay. You know, spirit meant one thing and ghost just meant a spirit. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't. It didn't have any connotation. Gotcha. But I have, you know, I work in uh, Uganda a lot. Uh-huh. And they're like, so some people say they worship, they pray to the Holy Ghost. And we think that is a bad spirit. <laughs> is that a bad spirit? I'm like, no, it's just another word. It's an old-timey <laughs> word, right? So, like, the, the doxology is praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It right? is. So we still have, like, yeah. so it's mostly, like, old language. Uh-huh. But I don't think that, I think everybody means the same thing. Yes. But we just use different terms yeah. uh, for it. But that's um, good. <laughs> but maybe people, I think, feel more authentic sometimes. Uh-huh. Like the Holy Ghost, but using that term has yes. like a different power yes. than saying just Holy uh-huh. Spirit. Yeah. Like those who are still, never mind, I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, go yeah, ahead, yeah, go yeah. ahead. No, no. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things that I've, uh, that is, that kind of has to do with that is just using the term uh, Holy Spirit, like the personalization of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of times people, what people will do now usually is they'll say the Holy Spirit, they'll call it, call it, I'd say it, he, right? Because they, um, they don't want it to think of it like a force mm. or something like, mm-hmm. oh, the Holy, the Holy Spirit is pressuring, is just an impression that God has, mm. right? Or a power that comes from God. So the Holy Spirit is a person. Uh, and so, which the Bible is pretty clear on, I think, like in the book of Acts, 
they say that you've lied to the Holy Spirit. Like mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit can be offended. Yep. Um, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit is is a person, not a human, but a, you know, it's a, some someone who can be offended. But I think that, but in the Bible or in the in Greek anyway, so you have like masculine language, feminine language, and yep. neuter language, and so we just translate neuter or neutral is like it uh-huh. but it feels bad to say it to, like, <laughs> to god and so we're like we'll just pick he but yeah like, he's like eh. but the holy spirit's spirit right yeah. it's not a it's not a man he's not a man he's not a woman he's not spirit yeah and so but we also want to remember that it's not the holy spirit's not a force either it's not just energy the holy spirit's a person and so whatever helps us to understand that better i think is is helpful and i'd imagine that would be extremely helpful especially during these times where i think the world is so i don't know committed to like this outside the universe and yeah you know Mm -hmm. where it's like we want to be able to quantify what the holy spirit is versus Mm -hmm. just saying it's a force because i think people are very much so like spirit in a spiritual age the spiritual yeah like the same word is kind of used Mm -hmm. and we're like oh I'm spiritual too. I'm holy spiritual. Like, I don't right. think we're talking about the same uh, thing anymore. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's a good point where people like this kind of world, like you said, universe energy mm-hmm. that's helping guide me maybe to do yeah, something or yeah. be the best me that I need to yeah. be. And we're like, oh, we have the Holy Spirit uh-huh. that does the same thing. Like, no, I don't think we're talking about the same thing. Not yeah. at all. Uh-huh. Not yeah, at all. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, that's a good distinction. Um, it can get confusing for sure. <laughs> but um, but I think that it's, uh, we also want to realize that the Holy Spirit's always been there. Uh, I think in, I don't know, depending on your, how you were brought up, like there's this like the church age mm-hmm. kind of language is used a lot. And, and so the Holy Spirit's really sometimes maybe, oh, not, I won't say overly emphasized, very emphasized heavily, uh-huh. so, right? And so it seems like, oh, well, the Holy Spirit must not have existed early on in the Bible. Oh. And so maybe the Holy Spirit just showed up at Pentecost, gave people tongues, and then yes. and then was just going and going and uh-huh. going. But before then, Holy Spirit's just kind of hanging out in yeah. heaven, I guess, yeah. not doing anything. So I think that it's good to understand, like Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, the spirit of God is hovering above the mm-hmm. surface of the waters, mm-hmm. right? The second verse of the Bible, the spirit's there before God even creates anything. Yeah. And so, and so certainly there at creation. And so, and all the way through the Holy spirit is the one inspiring the authors of the Bible. Uh, we see miracles happening. The Holy spirit is the one performing or doing yeah. all of these things. The Holy spirit is affecting people's hearts for kind of good, mm-hmm. right? Obviously people turning to God, we would say the Holy spirit's doing that, but, even uh, God hardening people's hearts, like Pharaoh, mm-hmm. we see God doing that, and the Holy Spirit is the one doing that as well. Wow, which is which is so which is so crazy. And I think you know, it's speaking about how individuals will raise in the circles that they grew up in. So I grew up in a Pentecostal church. Mm-hmm. Um, I would consider it the best Pentecostal church because it's my roots. Okay. So it's the Kojic Church. All it's right. founded here in Memphis. That's right. Um, but anyways, you know, I, I just can remember being younger. Uh, and even as I got older and well, I became a Christian and stayed in the Kojic Church for a while, where you would hear terms like, oh, I caught the Holy Ghost today. Yeah. Right? Where it's like, 
he comes and he goes, which mm-hmm. is so, which was yeah. very challenging to me. I think in a lot of ways because when it, if it had been a while since I may have felt um, emotional during during yeah. church, yeah. then I felt like the Holy Ghost had left me. So, yep. well, like, what do I do with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is such a challenge. Uh-huh. I don't know if you have anything no, to speak to yeah, that at all. I but. think so. I think that <clears throat> one of the confusing things, one of the things that can be confusing is one, I'll start with the Old Testament. So in the Old Testament, we see, this, and this will, go, this will tie it, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it because, you know, when you think about, when you think about the Holy Ghost being, you know, I mean, because it's, it's emphasized in a way in the Kojic Church that you, you hear it on, you know, Pentecost Sunday. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, everybody was blessed, and then yep. so I've mm-hmm. never thought about oh, it. The Holy Spirit as really a, moved or whatever, right, really right, right, and so, speaking yeah. in tongues and all yep. these things. Mm-hmm. So as you do yeah. what you're about to do, and so you see, like in the Old Testament, you'll see Saul has the Spirit, and then the Spirit leaves Saul, mm. and you're like, huh, that's weird. The Spirit let like was in somebody and then leaves. Maybe that's what happens to me, mm-hmm. or maybe that's how not in that same way. I yep. don't go crazy and start trying to kill <laughs> David, the heart guy, right. you know, but you know, the spirit goes, then goes to David. And so then we're like, well, maybe that's the experience that I'm thinking. And I don't think that's really what's going on in the old Testament. I think the Holy spirit does come and go in the old Testament a lot, um, with like believers or whatever. But I think there's a difference between, um, I do think there's a difference between kind of, the New Testament church and the Holy Spirit working after mm. uh, Christ's resurrection mm-hmm. and before. And I think there's a difference between, and then people, uh, your friends will get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what church you go to, I always have to Between um, being uh, indwelt or sealed mm-hmm. or whatever by the Holy Spirit and being filled by the Holy Spirit or touched by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right. And so I think that that's a distinction that I would make Yeah, is it's not the Holy spirit doesn't come and go for like indwelling and protecting and sealing my salvation. But I think the Holy spirit does like fill people and give people gifts to do things Mm -hmm. or stronger gifts, right. Or has a larger impression on people at some times than others. That's good. So, but I don't think that, the like the salvation goes with that yeah right yeah and so that's where it does i think (laughs) can get it it can get very confusing (laughs) i just remember you know just wondering like and i remember my sister even reaching out to me just wondering the same thing and obviously like i said in the beginning i'm no theologian at all so i'm like Uh girl he is still with you he got you meanwhile i'm trying to figure (laughs) out for myself i'm sure you're fine i don't feel exactly so we had i grew up in a very non- charismatic church uh so i grew up southern baptist Mm -hmm. so like the one true church and uh, (laughs) (laughs) and so um so we had so i had the same feelings but i obviously i wouldn't think of it that way right and so because we were like well once saved always saved but you always had to kind of test your faith and you're like well if you don't if you have this unconfessed sin in your life then it's like "Eh, you're probably not in Uh or if you do this this and this you're probably not in yeah or, or you would have to rededicate. I don't know if you guys, did you guys do a mm-hmm. dedication to get baptized again? Okay, mm-hmm. good. Just make it sure. We're on the same page there. We're on the same page. Yeah, so my, none of this is in the Bible. Uh, <laughs> so we're just kind of figuring out as we go along right. think, in our churches sometimes. So, yeah, so same feeling, but we just have different theological uh-huh. ways of understanding. Exactly. It. But, yeah. but 
Um, but it's, it is funny how I think that that's also kind of part of it is how we're taught about the Holy Spirit affects how our Christian life is lived out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of time and a lot of times it's through um, just kind of picking up what we hear. Right. Yeah. The pastor says this or like there's kind of, you know, church terminology that oh every gosh, church has yes. and it just gets thrown in there and you're like. And if somebody comes in from the outside, they're like, I don't know. I don't understand this. <laughs> yes. and, and you're like, it's not really in the Bible. Like, nobody catches the Holy Spirit right. in the Bible. Right. You know, but we just throw terms. And it's not like just Kojic churches do that. Baptist churches uh-huh. do that. There's not one saved, all that we saved. Right, right, right. right. It's not in the Bible either. Or <laughs> just trying to f- kind of Figure give words out. to yeah. things. Well, yeah, give words. So yeah, That's yeah, yeah exactly. So it, it's funny how we, how that does affect. Uh-huh. Um, our understanding does affect what we we believe about the holy spirit it's crazy yeah yep, yep so in i guess in class maybe you talked about i don't know i'm looking at your document here mm-hmm. but as you get into in the world is this like the ways in which we are impacted by the holy spirit today yeah i think that you know as as christians we certainly talk about when we talk about the holy spirit we're mostly talking about our own personal experiences with God usually in our lives, right? It's like the Holy Spirit. And so, but the Holy Spirit is also working in the whole world. And so like the one that is doing all of the work in sustaining the world, that's the Spirit, right? The Father's planning everything, but the Spirit's doing the work. And so Mm. seasons and weather, that's the Spirit is doing all that stuff. Governments and kings. That's the spirit doing all that stuff, uh-huh. right? And so um, coming up on election season, like whoever the president is, Holy Spirit's got him. Wow. And so, you know, the, the heart of the king is, in, is like water in the hands yep. of God. And so the Holy Spirit is the one directing all of these things. And so we do believe as Christians that even if we see evil done, you know, we see, I mean, we see it definitely now, but we see it all the time. Right. right. We see all of these major governments and, ter- and terrible things happening and all these tragedies, and they are terrible. But we also believe that we have God, a God who isn't out of control mm-hmm. or doesn't know what he's doing or is wringing his hands. Yeah. And so um, the spirit is the one who, uh, I think Tim talked about this on Sunday, which I, which I always love. Like we're not, we are not, and the world is not as bad as it could be. Yes. So this idea of sometimes we say total depravity or something like that. <clears throat> it's not this, things are as bad as they could be. They're not. Right. It's just that it affects, everything's affected. Yep. And so, yes, everything's affected, but the spirit is restraining everything. Praise so this Lord. world could be could be total chaos. Uh-huh. We And everybody kind of knows that, right? Yeah. It's, it's bad. Could it be worse? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think everybody agrees. <laughs> yeah, I could, it could exactly. be worse. And so the spirit is a reason that it's not worse. Right. So anything good, any good gift comes from above, right? And the spirit comes from the father, right? But the spirit is the one who's doing the restraining. And so every day that we wake up and we have decent weather, the world's, you know, the sun hasn't burned out <laughs> and, you know, I haven't gotten chewed out or, you right, know, or right, I right. somebody else out, right? That all of those things are there because the Holy Spirit is in some way restraining the evil in the world. Mm. It's so the world, yeah, is 
there's a lot of messed up and bad things and evil things in the world, but it could be worse. But the Holy Spirit is the reason that it's not. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I, um, go ahead. You can go ahead. Yeah. So I think that, but what we want to, but the reason that we believe that is because the scriptures are the thing that point us that, to that. Um, and so, and the Holy Spirit is the one who reveals himself, right, to Mm -hmm. the writers of the Bible. And then, um, it's through, and God wants us to understand him. And so the way that we do that, one, is through creation. So we can see, you know, I just kind of use general examples. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think everybody would say, even if you're not a Christian, like, the world isn't as bad as it could be. Right. right? Things could get could get worse. Sure. They would disagree that, that probably that the Holy Spirit or God yeah. is the one restraining, which is, that's fine. But God, through his word, is telling us this is how it works. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> I know that you're in an evil and chaotic world, but I still have the world in my hands and I've provided a way to, um, to redeem the world, but also to help you understand the world, the fallen world that you're currently in, mm-hmm. and also to understand my plan for redemption for the world. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so thankful. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, this is good. Yeah. So, so I think that it's good to see how the spirit is working not just in the church, but outside of the church. But I kind of wanted to uh, move from like the big picture of the Holy Spirit to understanding how the Spirit works within the church, which is kind of where we always yeah we we're gonna we end up there somehow. Right? Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> and so like there's all these things that the Spirit does, and this is where this is I love because now it's gonna be which camp are you in and all these yeah. things, right? So. Um, so, like, the first thing is spiritual gifts, right? The Holy Spirit gives spiritual gifts. You've got the, the fruit of the Spirit. So that's kind of the nice the nice thing. Everybody's in on the fruit of the oh, Spirit, yeah, right? Love Everybody loves love, yes, joy, yes, peace, faith. We're good on that. <laughs> so all Christians are good there. But then we get other gifts, and we're like, oh, I don't know about some of those. Right. So yeah. Those are the mm, – Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And so I grew up – so it's funny because we're both talking here. So – there's this thing called cessationism. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up in a cessation, cessationist church. And so we believe or believed that the Holy Spirit in the early church is working, right? And so you see all this stuff in Acts, all these crazy miracles and all this stuff. Right. And so the Holy Spirit was needing to do all those crazy things to give authority to the words and ministry of the apostles, those early apostles. But then after you get the Bible the Holy Sp- and the establishment of the churches, the Holy Spirit is going to be like, okay, I'm going to back off and you guys do your thing. <laughs> yep, yep. And so that is the experience and background of a lot of uh, evangelical and Protestant mm-hmm. believers. Yep. And so, so that's the cessationist view. And then you have, uh, I guess, non-cessationist would nor, I don't know. It was normal <laughs> or biblical. It's probably uh-huh, you know, like uh-huh. I just love it, how people define themselves. But and then the other view is no, those gifts existed then. They still mm-hmm, exist now. Mm-hmm. God doesn't change. Right. Prove me wrong. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so it's a show me. And so that's where and it's only certain gifts that are usually debated. Right. Like teaching and knowledge and all, all those things. Everybody's like, oh, everybody gets those. Yeah, great, great. Uh, uh-huh. Pro- yes, prophecy, but only in this specific mm, way. Prophecy, right, yep. 
But speaking in tongues, no, we're done with that. Yeah. <laughs> or it can be speaking in tongues, but it has to be you understand and speak a language that you never studied before. Yeah. So it's a miraculous thing, but it's a known language. Uh-huh. So it's like I go to China. I've never studied Chinese. I go there and I'm going to go preach the gospel. I don't know Chinese. And then God put spirit on me and then I can preach in mm. Chinese. <laughs> and so that yeah. could be yeah. a way. Yeah. Um, like it kind of, kind of what happens in Acts 2 is usually what they use when Peter is preaching at Pentecost and everybody right. hears in their own language. Right. But pre- Peter isn't preaching in another language. Yeah. He's preaching in probably Aramaic or his own language and they're hearing it in their own language. Oh. Right. So he's not actually speaking, I don't think necessarily uh-huh. in tongues. He's just, speaking and they're but they're hearing in yeah anyway so which is it's always an interesting conversation to me because obviously i grew up you know where speaking in tongues is just you know (laughs) that's just what you do it's just what you do is what you hear it's like oh okay i don't Uh know what's being being said right now but praise god yeah I mean, when I was younger, maybe I probably wasn't saying praise God. I was probably trying to do it, too. And, oh, okay. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> um, in some way, shape, or form. But yeah. I, I'd imagine for some people it just kind of gets kind of confusing just to try to figure out, okay, now how what do we do with it? You know, like mm-hmm. especially if you come from a cessationalist background yeah. and then you move into a space where it's non-cessationalist. Like what? Yeah, so, what, so one of the things that's easy to do it's easy for people from my background to do is you find the crazy people in that camp in the other camp right mm-hmm. and you're like oh you point to these extreme examples of like oh this is just a prosperity gospel preacher he's got you know five jets and he's just getting people's money and he's speaking in tongues so that tongues is wrong mm. and so you point to these extreme examples yep. and say like because they're doing it wrong that means it's wrong but it's not really a good reason for dismissing someone because then you can just pick anybody that has the name of Christ and be like oh that's what a Christian is Yeah, (laughs) I don't agree with that Uh I don't either (laughs) right 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 exactly we usually aren't aren't very fair uh, when we do that but that was the thing that we had always heard is like it gets abused which I think does happen in the more more Pentecostal circles that I'm in now people are like oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's, it was like, do you see abuse? Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens. Like uh-huh. people, you know, they're uh-huh. trying to force stuff, and do, they try to manufacture it. Yep. And and so then it's not the spirit working. Mm-hmm. You're like, but it's not a gift if you can manufacture it on your own. And you're like, okay, well that makes sense. There's so many. I'm gonna let you finish because <laughs> let me tell you, listen, I've seen a lot. I've experienced a lot. Yeah. You know, and it's it's also interesting. So when you talk about like trying to conjure up, I can just remember. Yeah seeing things and mm-hmm. yeah so anyways i'll let you keep yeah, going yeah. So, but you know but those things don't make don't necessarily don't necessarily or those experiences don't make something not true right so just because that's the way or that's probably not the best way for something to happen or that's not a good way to do it doesn't mean that that it that it invalidates, that good wasn't yeah, happening it invalidates the it. experience of all these yeah. people or anything like right. that which is what I, I think I've grown to appreciate over time. I think there is definitely a great deal of dissonance initially. Yeah. 
probably about 10 years ago, which I guess ages me a little bit. But, you know, where I just was like, So you were, you were 10? Yeah, 11, I was uh-huh. 10, 12, yeah. okay, 15, gotcha. yeah, you know. So early adolescence. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, there was a time and space where it just was like, I just don't know. This is all. So in the way that you're speaking yeah. of, it's like, yeah. I just got to throw it all away. Yep. Versus, mm-hmm. like, being able to reconcile some of it. And yeah. it's that the Lord is still at work and was uh-huh. still at work in that time. It was very hard for me to get to that space. But once I was there, I was like, oh, praise God. Yes. So now when the convocation is in Memphis, I'm going. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I think I, ha- I, mean, I have the same experience. A lo- I think a lot of us do. It's just, like, coming from a tradition that we're, you know, you're brought up in. And you kind of don't have a say over where you go to church. No. Nope. If, if you grow up at church, you're like, just go where my parents uh-huh. go. Just hear everything they hear and believe what they yep, believe. Yep. And then you've got to deal with it on your own. And so you throw all of it out. And a lot of people are throwing all of it out. Yeah. And, or do you throw some of it out? And you got to kind of figure out what to do there. And I think that, um, and it's funny, I think that we have a lot of people at our church. Uh, I think kind of almost we as a church are doing that too. Yeah. To some degree. Yeah. Right. Because we're, you know, Presbyterian. Uh, <laughs> Say it a little bit lower. That's right. <laughs> but what does that mean? You know, yeah. What does it mean to be Presbyterian? What does it mean to be or Presbycostal, as we say mm-hmm. a lot? Right. And so what is that? What are the things that we don't reject from people's people like your background or people even like my background, my Baptist background? You know, I didn't grow up Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. But what good things in there yeah. are going to be useful here? Yeah. Um, and so... And we don't care because they're Pentecostal or they're Baptist. I don't care. Right. Right. But now we can say, like, what things are good and true and valuable. Yeah. And instead of just, oh, that was awful. I wouldn't <laughs> wish that, you know. You can see you can see the things that hopefully weren't helpful. Uh-huh. Um, and just kind of go off with those and then bring the things that are useful. Right. And, and recognize those. And so yeah. it's not just an all or nothing thing, hopefully. Hopefully nobody had... I know. Bad of an experience. <laughs> right. like, uh-uh. And anything, we're done. Anything that is anything like this, yes. I'm out. Right? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> no. Sort of rough right, 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 right. Let's, <laughs> like, let's unpack that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it's that. <laughs> right. About. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, I think that for us understanding, or for the church here, understanding what um, what our gifts are, I think, Tim preaching through First Corinthians was real, real, real big. It was huge. It was real, real big, and um, and so like, what does that mean? How does that look? Um, how do we address it in our services? How do we address it in our own devotional lives? Mm-hmm. Um, and is it going to be uncomfortable? Yes, but I think that is one of the things, or one of the virtues of of our church is where everybody's kind of forcing we're being forced i guess to like lean into discomfort yeah and and just be like well you're here because you Mm -hmm. don't want to be comfortable right it's for something and so uh figuring that out on many many different levels and i think this is one of them (laughs) yeah definitely for sure so when like as you got into how it just kind of plays out in the lives of believers was there a specific spot I guess in the group on a Wednesday mm-hmm. where you guys probably rested a little bit and just try to figure out, okay, is it the justification aspect of it, the sanctification, the persevering? Like, Yeah. I think the, um, the indwelling and the filling of it, filling of the spirit, um, 
I'm like, not the expert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> feeling of the spirit and those kinds of things. I'm still working on it. Uh, and, you know, half of this is just my opinion. Too. <laughs> um, but I think that looking for, one, understanding for sure that if you're a believer, if you're a new creature, if you're in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's not going anywhere. Praise like you have the, the down payment, you have the seal, the inheritance, all that stuff. Like all of those promises in Scripture are yours to claim. But I also think that um, like the filling or the leading of the Spirit, it's interesting that the, uh, the analogy that Paul uses is like don't be drunk with wine, but mm-hmm. be drunk on the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Which... Pentecostals take one way. Ironically, don't drink at all. Uh, right? Period. No, no. Like, they're like, I don't even Throw know why you drink, say drink with wine. They're like, why is he talking to Christians with this? Uh, <laughs> Presbyterians are like, okay, I think uh-huh. I see what he's doing. I got like, that's it. Where, yeah, I, I get that. Um, but this idea that something outside of yourself is guiding you. And it doesn't become, right, and so if you're, whatever if you have too much to drink you don't you're not someone else completely you're still responsible Mm -hmm. in a sense for what Mm -hmm. you do and what Mm -hmm. you say and it's still you doing and saying those things yeah and i think in the spirit it's the same but you're being strongly influenced by something else yeah where you're still in your mind but not completely gotcha kind of you have something else guiding yeah and the spirit is the same way except the spirit's person it's not just alcohol it's not a substance Right. right and so now you have a person who isn't just, you're not like um, possessed, mm-hmm. right, by the Holy Spirit, and now you're just <laughs> saying all this stuff and you don't know you're yep. out of your mind or anything like yep. that. But I think that this idea that you're now guided by uh, the Holy Spirit, I think, is this idea of filling. Gotcha. And so, um, where is your hope coming from? Where are your in, um, inclinations coming from? All of those things, where are your desires coming from? Uh, and I think the Holy Spirit ideally is the one who's filling you and guiding mm-hmm. those things rather than your, I don't know, old man, old nature, or whatever you want to right. call it, flesh. Right. Sometimes we use all those terms. Um, but I think that, that that's the idea, right? It's like the flesh and the spirit are kind of always, in a sense, it's some kind of battle. Yeah. There's that tension, copyright, uh, <laughs> of, of those two things. And so hoping that the spirit is the one who is who's taking over, even though we're often, yeah, you know, we, and we often are pulled toward a thing that we know is selfish and for my own uh-huh. comfort or pleasure or whatever. Yeah. doesn't mean the spirit's gone mm-hmm. and completely left us because he's promised he never would. Right. But it means like, hey, maybe I'm relying on myself. That's and good. We also believe, or I believe, uh, usually through almost always negative experiences. <laughs> God brings me uh-huh, back to uh-huh. him and be like, hey, okay, I'll let you go yep. on your own for a while. That's good. See, see where that got you. You ready to come back? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. I, just, I wonder for maybe people who have gotten this far into the podcast, uh, <laughs> you know, I think there are times in life where people will say, I feel the Holy Spirit. I felt the Holy Spirit's yeah. nudge. Or uh-huh. yeah. is there which I, don't, I can guess what you're going to say, but yeah. is there a way to know? Mm. Is it specific? Is it just like, is it within the confines of God's will? Like, are you doing anything else? Like, I'm just wondering. Yeah, I think that, I think that's a good framework. I would say, sure, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, from, 
I'll just speak here from experience. In my experience, it's mostly been uncomfortable things I don't want to do. Mm. That's mm-hmm. usually the nudging. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, hey, do that. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, then, <laughs> then a conversation happens. I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, but I don't want to. That's yeah. weird or whatever. And so when it's a thing that's kind of against what I would normally do, I'm like, oh, probably is. Yeah. The spirit. And it's a good thing. Yeah. You know, it's never like, hey, you should go make a lot more money. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's never like that kind of nudge. Right. It's like, you should go and you know, repent for this or do this or, uh-huh. or pray for this person or go see this person. Yeah. Um, it's always something that's going to require something of me. Gotcha. And, um, hmm. and so I think that those are, those are good things to follow. And I think that those are also experiences. And once again, speaking from my own experience, those are things that like build up your faith, right? It's taking those, is doing that thing. You're like that's weird and doing it and being and seeing fruit from mm-hmm. that, from the conversation or doing that thing. And you're like, oh, I didn't die. You know, I had a conversation about Jesus. Yeah. I felt like it would kill me, which is awful to say. It's right? <laughs> like, I don't know how to talk to somebody about Jesus. Uh-huh. Why do I want to talk to somebody about right. Jesus? It's weird. I just want to get my thing and go. Yep. And you're like, all right, do it. And then you're like, oh, well, that was good. Mm-hmm. And then you can, I think you're a lot more likely to yeah. keep going down that road or to keep taking those little, usually little risks. That's good. Yeah. As we wrap up our time together, mm-hmm. are there any final Holy Spirit takeaways, <laughs> Spirit takeaways. Uh, that you have for the church and just kind of how you would encourage us to encounter the Holy Spirit? Or I think one of the things that I would say a lot of churches don't do well, but I don't think it's necessarily the church's fault. I think that everybody gets everybody's gifted by the Holy Spirit. And we're all, if you get gifts, like we're give, giving gifts to use them. Yeah. And almost always, it seems like my understanding of the Bible is like, use your gifts in the church. Mm. And so my encouragement would be, if you don't know what it is, pray. Pray and ask God to reveal what, the, what your gifts are. Uh, ask other people what they think your uh, spiritual gifts are. And figure out ways to use them. Mm-hmm. And so, and hopefully we as a church are good about trying to put those to use. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, it's, it's always a work in progress and I think churches aren't, aren't great at that. Yeah. Um, we like a lot of things that we can quantify mm-hmm. and the spiritual gifts aren't super quantifiable. Right. right? Not at and, all. Um, but I think that the more that we use them, the more that we'll see, we'll see them shine yeah. through. And so um, where, so I think part of it is, yes, we can have a fresh experience of the Holy Spirit at church on Sunday or something like that, or really feel it, mm-hmm. right? But then also, what what is the Spirit doing with us? How's the Spirit gifting us? And how's the Spirit gift, gifting us throughout the week? Mm-hmm. And what are we doing with those gifts for the for the service of the body? Yeah. Um, or Christ's kingdom throughout the week, rather than, oh, I got this... I got God and he makes me feel good or I yeah. have this experience, this personal experience. We can pray and read our Bible and do our own thing, uh-huh. but we're here for each other. Yeah. And so, um, like challenging people to, yeah, to figure out God's given, God's done all this work and given you these, th- these great gifts, right? Mm-hmm. These awesome gifts that are super, literally supernatural. Right. Let's do something with them. Yeah. And see what happens. And then do you have any resources when people are like, Oh no. <laughs> Josh is yeah. the resource. Uh, oh, that's the one. <laughs> Go to him after church last, on last, Sunday. <laughs> the last option. Um, 
I would read, honestly, I would read First Corinthians. I would start there. I'd read, if you, if you want, you can read Acts. But read First Corinthians and see what Paul's talking about. See what, what gifts there are. See how the church, <laughs> even though First Corinthians is like, like a reprimand letter. It's like, you're doing all this stuff now, <laughs> right? But what is supposed to be happening, right? right? And so he's not necessarily talking to you or the Av or anything, but it's what is, what is the function of the church supposed to be? And how does the Holy Spirit, if the, if the church is working well, what is the Holy Spirit doing? Um, and so I would say, yeah, start with that. Mm. Um, you can read, if you want like the more nerdy stuff, there are, you can read a systematic theology and the, all of them have a Holy Spirit or it's pneumatology section <laughs> in the systematic theologies. We'll put those in the notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, we got some uh, systematic theologies. If you want a more experiential, if you come up from like a cessationist background like me, um, Francis Chan's uh, Forgotten God or something like that, if you're trying to see uh, what it looks like. But there are, or you can read uh, like the story of crazy missionaries and stuff too that's always fun <laughs> if you like just the kind of biography yep. of like oh god showed up when uh-huh. <laughs> everything was not gonna go uh-huh. well, when somebody was about to die that's god good. Up. so those are all I, I like all of those things too sweet well thanks josh so much for uh taking the time out to recap your holy spirit wednesday institute class maybe we'll do this again sometime oh, I hope I, i'll remember to bring my <laughs> microphone <laughs> thanks dude of course <laughs>